We're asking questions and we're doing things. It's an interview show. It's a new uh, intro I'm working on. But we're back. TND Productions, as always. Thank you, Sean, for doing all the computer tech stuff. It's my pleasure. Without you, this show wouldn't happen. I am your host, Uncle P, Worst of Pat. And today, we have the return of one of our possibly first interviews ever, the the infamous part two coming at you. It's Terry the Don. Yeah, that's what I want like a oh big, I want the big clapping uh, button on the pad somewhere. We need yeah. that. But welcome back, man. How Thank you been? You. I've been good. I appreciate y'all letting me come in. Of course. Dude, we, we had the, so much fun the last we're time. We're so happy to good. have you. It was and good. you got some, someone's got a little big news. Yeah, man. So from the last conversation we had, you know, I definitely slipped in the idea that I wanted to do an art show. And I looked up in July, I had the opportunity as soon as I came back from Cleveland. Um, I went to Awful Aaron show. Yeah. And I got pulled to the side and I realized I was going to be doing my first show at the Mocha. Dude. November 19th, sponsored by the Museum of Creative Human Art. Yeah. That is so cool, man. You, Thank you. I mean, that's got to be so. What's the initial. So I'm guessing Off Rip excited. Yeah, I was. After that, is there a point that it like starts to sink in more? Because I'm. There's got. That's like got to be a ton of work. It was honestly, I was dealing with so much turmoil, like on a family uh, sense, that I needed like a release in some form or fashion. Okay, so once so I figured out that I had the show, it honestly gave me uh, an opportunity to discipline myself to just work on some outside of like you know the personal stuff. So I felt blessed, and um, I didn't really catch the pressure of it up until the last twenty days. Honestly, everything else has been kind of been like smooth sailing. But I think in the last week, a lot of things started just working in my favor, and I was realizing like the storyline of everything. So, so when you when did you first find out that show was it was showtime? Like it was going to be. When did you first find out that this show? Just for like some context of the time frame. Oh yeah, this, okay. That's been going on here. Okay, so the time frame is I left Cleveland. I was I was gone for two and a half weeks. I was in New okay. I was in New York helping my mom. So she got a nonprofit. Who was helping the homeless. I came back. I was supposed to be moving Shout to out. Dallas. Yeah, I was supposed to be moving to Dallas, Texas, uh, with my peoples. But some situations happened with my family, so I realized I was going to stay in Cleveland. So the day that I signed my lease to stay here is the night I went to Awful Aaron show. Okay, and that was what maybe? July twenty ninth, I think, or oh, something. All right, like that? yeah, yeah. Is he the I, homie? I Do you know him? Yeah. Uh, shout out Aaron. Awful Aaron. Yeah. Did a show at Mocha. Mm-hmm. That was insane. By Museum of Creative Human Art. Yep. Yeah. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And that's what's cool about this. This Any sort of music or art scene is like you influence each other. Like it inspires you. You see some cool performance or art piece. You're like, wow, that really, really makes me want to like do something on my own, you know, and like, like you know, st- strive for more. You want you want more out of yourself. Oh, yeah, and the double down on just what you was just saying, when I saw the amount of people that came that night, I was mind blown because oh, I've never saw that it before. It was, I got to that show, one, got to that show a little late, I won't lie, I was working, yeah. and we walk in, that drink line. It was crazy. I bro. had to pull out, like, the ultimate chat and cut game. <laughs> I probably chat and cutted 250 people you know, for real. just to get a dr- And someone even called me out. And I was like, why don't you mind your business and let me do. <laughs> look, go look at the art. Yeah. You know My friend is the bartender. So I get to go to the front. 
Um, but no, that turnout was fucking insane. Was, I couldn't believe it. It was immaculate. And the crazy thing is it was raining that night. So yeah. I was always curious in the back of my head what would have happened if it would have been a clear day. If it would have been nice out, I think it would have been even more people. I think it was like 350 people there in my head. That's how much it felt like. It felt like there might have been it more It might have been more, honestly, that. bro. It was so much. You had the music going on with the DJ Nick Knack. They was dancing over here. Yeah. You had people circulating around the drinks. Then upstairs, it was people full in that gallery space the whole time. So... It's end of July. end of July. You're at the show. Got the information. I said, whoa. So as soon as that happened, um, Antoine Washington, which is he's one of him and uh, Mike Campy, they are the two conglomerates of this whole corporation. Okay. So, or organization. So <laughs> they uh, talked to me, and I got the information like the week after. And then after that, I was on the road. By August 1st is when I really start noticing, like, okay, this is time. I have to really. It's time to really up. start getting this going. Yeah. And they's been, they've been so supportive. Um, Mike and Antoine have definitely, they kind of like chaperoned my uh, progression with everything. And they have gave me a lot of wise counseling, which I needed. Because um, honestly, I didn't really know what I was stepping myself into. I just knew I had an idea in my head. But they really helped me finalize like my thought process on everything and just Yeah, pushing. I mean, you kind of, that's a, for going to a show level, had you had previous done previous shows before? I had one right after I graduated high school um, through a woman named Tracy. She's an amazing person. And I squandered it. I wasn't ready. Um, I just graduated high school. I got a large chunk of money that came my way, and I just wasn't ready. Yeah. So well, I, I was going to say, it, it, this is going from Little League to MLB, basically. No, this is something different. Yeah. <laughs> because that was like a smaller studio space? It was. And honestly, it was... Um, what I'm thinking now with the progression of my artwork, I want everything to be a story from point A to point B. And what I produced in 2019, it wasn't that. It was just it was just artwork, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I think that um, it played a role in how I perceive my art now because everything is done with intention, and I really don't like wasting time. You know what I'm saying? So if I'm going to make something, it has to have a reason to yeah. why it's being created. So. You're not just going to make art to make art. Yeah, not anymore because at yeah. one point – that's why I stopped making art for that year because um, – I was seeing it as a way to make money, which it is, because at the end of the day, this is a business. A lot yeah. of people, they make better art than me, but they don't know how to communicate. That's why they're not going to go nowhere. But Big I facts. think, yeah, but I think with the art in particular, it's a difference between looking at the business of what you're creating as a business than um, formatting the things that you're creating to make sure it's going to be more money coming in. And I think yeah. that's what I was doing. You feel me? It became very damaging, and I just didn't want to do it no more. So now, you know, I have a totally different perspective because it's very honest with the show. I think that's awesome that you're getting this amazing platform, too. For someone who has put so much time, effort, and just mental wherewithal on making art, your thought about art, your thought about Thank each you. piece you make, everything you do kind of has this purpose and intention behind it. I'm trying. And you've verbalized that that's intentional. It's You did the thing where it's just... Hey, I saw something. Here's a loose idea I have. Let me just throw it on a canvas, sell this motherfucker for a couple hundred bucks or something, and then boom, it's gone. Mm -hmm. And you can do that forever, but I feel like that's a stagnant point you get to where you plateau quick of then everything's always just going to be that exactly. $150, $200 painting. Mm -hmm. it never, you're never able to sell a thoughtless painting at that you know, 10,000, 50,000 real Sotheby's ask prices. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. those paintings sell for that much because they have passion and thought mm -hmm. and creativity and this story or this bigger 
message behind them. Exactly. And that's why people spend that money. Though mm-hmm. the cost of making the painting is usually the same. It's really not no, that much. Fact, especially when you start like working with the right people, it gets really interesting. But I think, too, and people don't put this in context, your Rolodex plays a really important role on your Absolutely. business. Yeah, you feel me? And I don't think at one point I was fully um, understanding of that. You know, and I was trying to be like a recluse and stay to myself. Yeah. That don't really work too well in business, so I had to learn a lot, like really fast too. So that's what the show is really. It's 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 made me a beast, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't lie. Well, and that's no one. No one truly does it alone. You always no, gotta have people in your corner. No. Did you find? Do you think it was in any way a pride thing on not wanting to use that Rolodex yeah. too? Because I know that's yeah. something I see with a lot of people, where. Someone saying, oh, well, I don't want to hit him up. I feel like I'm asking oh, for handouts yeah. or I'm asking for this and that. When really you're asking for advice or, you know, where they've been or it's someone being like, yeah, dude, I don't want to hit this person up because then, you know, they're just going to ghost me or they're, they're mm-hmm. not going to want help. And so oh, many yeah. people are like, dude, just email me. Oh, Shoot yeah, me a fucking sure. email. Make this business professional. <laughs> I'm happy to, like, respond. There, there's an old hippie saying it's you don't know until you ask. Yeah, no, for real. And I damn sure wasn't asking. You feel me? My pride was getting, it was eating me up. It was getting the best of me for a long time. And two, I think, um, I think as a man, I think we're always trying to keep a, um, the idea of being like always in control. Yeah. And I think um, for a long time I was trying to lead with that. And I was realizing sometimes you need to have intimate moments with people to be honest and truthful so that they can uh, see what they can actually do for you. Because at the end of the day, I think we all wear masks. You know what I'm saying? Like, as soon as we step outside of our homes and we're around other people, um, it's a lot of things that we choose to navigate the world in because we're trying to protect ourselves. And sometimes you kind of got to let the you gotta let the shield go, you yeah. know, so people can see your heart. And I'm realizing that now more than anything, because I've been having to talk more, like, on my social media. Like, usually, I was just posting music, a couple photos good here and there. Playlist. Thank you. Good playlist. You good feel me? Good playlist. Good shoes. I try my best. <laughs> but I'm realizing now I have to show my face, and people need to see my personality, because um, the artwork is an extension of myself. You feel me? I think yeah. it all works all together. And um, the more I become more closer to who I am, I think the artwork is going to shine more. And I'm seeing it now because I haven't painted this well in my life ever. And I've only been painting for three years, but I see the progression. And um, I think for a long time, I was trying to maximize the canvas because uh, I didn't feel adequate to produce something that's really mon- like monumentally um, important. And now I've been able to strip back some of the layers of what I've been creating. And it's more poignant. It's more serious. And um, it's a lot more layered, in my opinion, even though it's a lot more minimal. Oh, so. I totally, I think. Less with, is more. I oh, love definitely. that. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm the world's worst collager, but I use up <laughs> everything. And there's just so much going on. Mm-hmm. And it is beautiful pieces are so poignant and so like you're focused on something on one yeah. important thing yeah and those are usually the most beautiful that's of a paintings that's a fact so speaking of though we got to count on what's the painting count dude what's the body count coming in <laughs> <laughs> we got 14 paintings the way it's looking right now 14 paintings yeah, we got 14 paintings um Ooh. 
me and my dear friend Yohei, we've been working on some as well. So that's going to be like a sculpture. And then I have been working with a guy named Menace Bryan. He's a videographer. He makes okay. amazing visuals. We did a short film that's going to be playing um, repeatedly oh, in really? the gallery space. Yeah. How long so is it? It's a minute and a half, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be perfect. So we got music for it for when I post on Instagram this week. But in the gallery space, it's going to be music playing repeatedly. Throughout. Exactly. And that's going to be like on a loop, the yeah, video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of gospel, jazz, a lot of hip hop. But everything kind of cir is, is circulated through the, the idea of pink as hue and what that represents. So And for, I know we touched on it a, the slightest bit, mm -hmm. part one. Go back and listen. Also subscribe to. on Patreon. Yeah, someone in their yeah. in their comments, I think it was on a I post you did, was like, "Where yeah. can I hear this?" And I, yeah. I was right on. I'm like, "You can hit us up on Spotify." Yeah. John's quick thing. Yeah. Oh, here's yeah. all the links. Mm -hmm. That was in February. It's crazy. Uh, it was crazy. Wasn't that long ago? It now? was in February, Jeez. February six or something like that. But yeah. for those who don't know, what's kind of the inspiration behind Pinkus You? Yeah. What's where's it come from? Mm -hmm. uh, I I know it come from the depths of my uh, of my person. Um, it's three different meanings for Pink is Hue. Uh, first is my creative practice. Um, the second is um, pink is the color of my childhood home that I grew up in. I lived in a lot of different places in yeah. Cleveland. I lived all throughout Cuyahoga. But um, my childhood, when I think about like age six through nine, I was in this pink house off of Coventry and Cleveland Heights and in between East Cleveland. You feel me? Yeah. And that's why I remember. Yeah. You, that's when it. When he, I heard the title, I was like, oh, this is you perfect. Because that's what, yeah. immediately what I There's thought. There's beautiful of. houses out there. Yeah, Thank like it, 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 it resonates. It's yeah. so big and it's, it's very, it looks like a castle. I remember when I was a kid how I used to look at it, you know what I'm saying? But that's the second one. And then thirdly, um, pink, the pinkest hue, in my opinion, is the vagina. Because, you know what I'm saying? And that's <laughs> I mean, not even me. Not even to put it on a sexual front. We talking about creation. That goes directly into the woman. The woman is the only yeah. person that could create an actual being. And then that goes further deeper into the show because it's about Easter philosophies. Um, I care Characterize life when it comes to our perspectives in the masculine and the feminine. The masculine is the known. The feminine is the unknown. Masculine is um is understanding. Feminine is chaos. But chaos is is where creation comes from. So it's a lot of ways you could peel it. But it's um. I'm that, excited, bro. Is it, that is insanely deep. And yeah, I, I was going to I, I, I could keep I just going tried further, to process but I'm not. that, and I felt, I felt like uh, oh, Zach Galifianakis with the fucking math equations no, we, all going no, around you his head. Say, that's what I, that's what, that's uh, what no, I, yeah. I do fuck with that, and that's all those things you said. I'm fairly aware, like, aware of those yeah, things, and so, I like yeah. that idea of it, especially with like the feminine of it and the the birth and the creation this sounds like you becoming the artist that you've been wanting to be, that you've been striving towards. And I feel like it took a lot to get there. And it's, it's like now having this rebirth type of moment to enter and being at Mocha and doing 14 fucking pieces 14 painters, bro. is a lot of fucking art. That's a lot of work, man. Has, uh, has the stress of painting... Oh my god! I've, uh, I've How many have we just blacked out and then re fucking started? <laughs> I can't lie to you. Uh, this year has probably been the hardest year I've had in my life. You know what I'm okay. saying? I think at 21, um, I'll be coming to realization like with my childhood trauma, um, a lot of like. Um, they call them mother wounds, mm -hmm. and like how that plays a role in my character development. Um, you know what I'm saying? I realized how angry I had a lot of, a lot of, I had rage. I think that's the best way to describe it. So with coming to the, to the, the climax of all that, we're looking at the artwork because my artwork is just a representation of what I really feel. It's so dark and it's scary because um, 
I didn't realize how much it was on, how much was on my mind. Yeah. You know how much saying? you were processing unconsciously yeah. and just processing through simultaneously through other things All or type through other painting stuff going on. And, yeah, bro, you know what I'm saying? I got family situations I'm trying to maintain. You know, I'm 21, but I've been having my own space for a whole year. You know what I mean? It's I was going to say, you're the most grown-ass 21-year-old, I feel. Even I'm when trying. we first met, <laughs> I definitely thought you were like 25 years right. old. Right, and that's a good thing. Right. And like, I, I always yeah. hate when people get hung up on age, but I mean, and I'm sure you hear this all the time, but you are just insanely talented for your Thank age. You. And not even for your age, just in general. But then when you hear that, like, oh, I'm only 21 years old, like... It's impressive. It's insanely impressive. I appreciate it, man. I just, I'm, I'm just always, I've always been curious. Like, if I'm, if, if this is who I am now at 21, what I'm gonna look like if I'm 31? Yeah, I'm yeah. 41. You know what I'm saying? I just, I'm just hoping I get to live that long. You know what I'm saying? I think about this <laughs> stuff all the time, for real. You feel me? Like the artwork talks about that. It talks a lot about death and rebirth, and um, it's on my mind a lot. I try not to like think too much into it because you know, I think uh, our tongues plays a very huge role in the world around us. And a lot of people, like a lot of artists, I listen to a lot of hip-hop, bro. And a lot of rappers, before they would die, they talk about death a lot. And it's always been on my mind. Yeah. So... Yeah. No, I think that you gotta embrace it though. Yeah, in some format, you feel me? Because yeah. I I just heard this too, and it kind of like threw me off. But I think it's so fascinating. The cells of our body, um, they're destroyed and recreated every seven years. So every seven years, we have it basically. Yeah, new. and that's. I mean, that's the same concept of your taste buds changing every seven years. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you do genuinely have a scientific, fucking. They just go factory restore yeah. for a second. Get you trying back, try and get you as best back to zero as you can, and then just let it. It's a reset. Yeah, it's a reset. And I'm 21 right now. And 21 so is that's the reset button. I think divisible that's divisible by seven. No, it it is I mean? really because I just turned 30, and I'm, I'll never forget my my sous chef at my job. He was like, "How old are you, man?" I was like, "Oh, I just turned 20." And he goes, "I'm gonna tell you right now. When you turn 21, the years just fucking fly by." And uh, there is a whole thing with like time where like it actually does move faster the older you get, or at least it feels like it does. I believe it's like a, it's like a it's like it's some crazy mental thing. I wouldn't be surprised. 2021 has been the fastest year of my life. I really remember Swear. the first day of the year, and I'm like, I was in New York. And it's I November. Came back. It's November. Yeah, bro. I, I'm like, I'm done. I honestly was like, oh yeah, this was like the whole COVID year, right? And they're like, no, that was like last, that was last year. year. That was last year. <laughs> I was like, fuck, dude. Like, are you serious? Yeah. Like right this, now? Is, this is what I was like. You remember like what like watching a movie when you were a kid and. Like you go back and watch that same movie, and you're like, "Holy shit!" Like that movie felt so much longer when I was oh, a kid. Like, when I was you know, a child. like, like specific, Definitely. like specific scenes felt like they went on for so much longer. Yeah. But they don't like, and then like you watch it, you rewatch it, you know, as an adult or older person, you're like, "This no, this is very short span of time." When mm-hmm. you're a little kid, Space Jam is an epic seven hour space <laughs> it's opera. Odyssey. As it's an Odyssey. adult, it's probably twenty nine minutes. Right. Oh, for real. <laughs> um. So what's what's the dates? Uh, November. So November nineteenth is going to be my official exhibition opening. November twentieth is going to be the opening for um, my brother's pop up for Spencer Hodges. Okay. So we excited about that. We're gonna be at, you're taking um, over the whole weekend. The whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be at High Contrast off of Ohio City, and then the day after that we're gonna be at a Larry June concert on Sunday. So the whole weekend we're gonna be having a good time. And then my boys Javi and Tone. I think they're going to be dropping next one. I'm hoping. So time will tell about that one. But it's a lot going on in the city, bro. I'm just excited about it. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm, going up. I mean, I'm super excited. I've heard a lot of people talking to me and asking me about it. And people who even weren't aware that I knew you or anything like that have talked to me about it, which That's is always just a great sign to me. That's a blessing. And especially down there, you do bringing the West Side people over there is just 
icing on the cake. Yeah, that's a whole another demographic. Yeah, because yeah. they already have a lot of people over that way who are super into art, who mm-hmm. are interested. This is a lot of their general interest because you have CIA over there. What else is Case the, Western? The other uh, oh, museum yeah. right there. Like it's oh, all yeah. the same. The spot. art museum, yeah, Mocha. Yeah. It's all over there. I mean, yeah. and, and here at T and E Productions, we're all about merging the east and west sides of Cleveland. That's because there's my so goal. there's so many it's cool so people on both sides. Too. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. Uh, and I think that building is just amazing. I it's do so have a beautiful. beef with it. That why is it not made of glass though? I like that color they have. I wish it was just very reflective. Of you're talking about, about the Mocha building? Yeah. yeah, the Mocha building. It looks like it's made of glass. It does. But it's not made of glass. It's called art, dude. <laughs> that that always throws me off for some reason. That building is so player. I can't wait. I'm so excited, bro. I just want it to be a lot of people. I want to have the biggest event of I that mean, space that year. I think it's sweet year. that Mocha is just doing cool events and getting people in there and young Cleveland people in there and not trying yeah. to just hop on, you know, all these kind of people who have done it before or mm-hmm. their heydays kind of come and gone yeah i still respect them i think it's great but it's a new generation yeah you need to yeah. bring up these people who are getting there because mm-hmm. that's how you really build rapport with young people in the next generation so it can keep moving and moving and moving exactly yeah. you got to thank the museum of creative human art because the mocha I, if i'm keeping it thorough you know what i'm saying i've been in cleveland my whole life I've only been to mocha maybe Three times. Last time I was there before this year, I was at I was on a date when I was like seventeen, and I just never liked it. I just thought it was a pretty building, but they never yeah. had good artwork. So this is all up to Museum of what is it? Oh, the Museum of Creative Human Art. Antoine Museum? Fisher, Antoine Washington. I'm tweaking. <laughs> Antoine Washington and Mike Campy, man, they have definitely rejuvenated that building, and I've been trying to like pinpoint it because it's the honest to God truth. Like the building is beautiful. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But they were not, not pushing the art enough. It was not. A, it was not. The art wasn't speaking to me. But now, with everything they've been doing, it's just a breath of fresh yeah, air. Yeah, because a lot of people probably didn't know didn't know existed for a no, long time. No, didn't. I didn't even. The first time I went there was for a Margaret Kilgallen show, who is a famous, maybe eighties um, sign painter, street gotcha. artist type person. The mural we have, the PM mural that Alan did in the back is actually heavily based off... Oh, Alan did that? Yeah, off Margaret Kilgallen. So that was kind of her style. And I hadn't been there prior. Are we talking like she, like OG, like doing it on the subways and stuff like that? Because that's um, so what it looks she like. She was more like San Francisco, like doing like skateboards and like big overpasses. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. It wasn't as quick and aggressive as New York style. It was that more California laid back. Taking your time. <laughs> yeah, and it just, you can tell, I mean, East West Coast always has, you know... One's hyper, the other one's just super laid back usually. Now, uh, Yohei mentioned, I don't know if this was, but so some of these paintings, I guess, are already spoken for that you're about to have on the on display, or no? Oh, right. again, have any of them sold yet, the paintings? Oh, no, thank God. <laughs> but uh, no, they have not. Okay. Um, I'm actually excited to see. And, I thought you said that. I don't know. I'm not putting you on blast. I'm just. <laughs> it's the go. Go ahead. It's all good, though. But no, they don't get so trust to believe that. already claiming sales. I mean, no, I'm going to be good. there, and thank you, thank uh, I'll bring my checkbook. That's all oh, I'm going to say. Man, look, That's all I'm going to say. All I know is the, the truth of the matter is I can love making artwork, but at the end of the day, it's a business. I'm not here to be just making pretty paintings. I'm trying to make some money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want the government to ever be in my business too much. So with that being said, you got to have economic <laughs> Better strength. said than done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you need finances, bro. And I'm not playing. I can't play with my life because at the end of the day, if I don't figure it out for myself, you know, the next position is going to be my children and my children's children. And I want to make sure that my legacy is going to be a lot more better than 
the generations that came before me. And they come from finances. Like you see it in the black community. The black community is economically, it's, we've never been prepared. And due to that, it's caused a lot of friction. That's why crime rates are so yeah. prevalent. Generational wealth. You see what I'm saying? It's Generational wealth yep. creates yeah. opportunity. Like for instance, I didn't learn that I need to have credit until I was... 19 because it's my I, ex my ex forced me to do it she literally right. put the put the application in for me I'm like this is stupid I'm not doing this shit I, I needed it that shit is they're the things they don't teach you in school is the most well, important just, stuff bro yeah and it's shit that fucks you actually fucks you yeah. in the future if you don't know about that's a fact it's like if I don't know the Pythagorean theorem <laughs> I'm probably you gonna good, be fine bro, if I don't know what my fucking credit even means you that's bad yeah, I'm gonna be fucked that's a fact a lot of my a lot of my associates I ain't gonna say no friends cause that's just not how it goes <laughs> but a lot of my associates from the past you know what I'm saying I remember how they used to ridicule me cause I didn't wanna go to college I remember at one point I was about to just do it cause I wanted to appease some people in my life but um once I seen the results of what they chose to do for themselves, you know, they worked so hard on them grades and everything else. They went to the school. They didn't know what they wanted to do. No. So now they back in Cleveland. They with their peoples. I'm not mad at them. because they can in always, debt. You feel me? They can always debt. transition over. But I always knew that something about it didn't add up for me. You feel me? I'm an artist. It's, I think college is just such a scam for a lot of people. Yeah. I totally agree in the fact yeah. that if you're a fucking doctor, an engineer, an art, there are certain things that you 1,000%. Yeah. For fucking communications, business, right. it's like shit that you can yeah. just you can figure out if you want to. It's being mm-hmm. widely talked about now too that like it, it is Thank people God. use the word scam a lot these days when yeah. they're talking about college. But let's yeah. keep it, let's keep and it thorough. For everybody. Let's keep it thorough. It's the parents, you know. What I'm saying so I think it, the last generation they played us because I think yeah. that generation thought that that was just it's you the go end to college and then as soon as you get out, yeah. you get a job because that's how people in their generation had it. Mm-hmm. But that's because. Only a, such a small percent of people back then were even going to college. Yeah, it was or they were had the information like, oh, he's a college learn. man. Yeah, yeah. So they don't say that. Now, once everyone goes, once every fucking moron in your like high school class gets into some dumbass college mm-hmm. and can get a degree just by literally coasting through and cheating. Yeah. That's a fact. It's like, and then cool. might get the job just do. because the guy in the interview went to Ohio State. Oh, I went oh, to Ohio went, State. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're exactly, in like Flynn. Bro, yeah, on, yeah. but a lot of those jobs too. When you get to them, you're just like. This job fucking sucks. That's a fact. I don't enjoy doing this. And that's when you wake up every day going, fuck, dude, is it Friday yet? And you're like, dude, I hate to sound like an Instagram post, but you're waiting five days of your week for two days? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make any yeah, sense. No. And I was just listening from my, I forgot which entrepreneur it was. I, don't, I think it was, um, if I'm correct, it might have been Elon. But I remember I was listening to somebody's uh, interview, and they were basically saying, like, uh, for any answer I don't know, I have staff that do. And basically what they're getting to is, you know, if you want to be a good worker, you know what I'm saying, get the grades. But a lot of the people who become business-minded, they're the ones who had to seize the Ds. You know what I'm saying? They were floating by. I barely passed high school. Like, I don't know how the hell I graduated. (laughs) My grades was shot. I had, like, a... I think I had like a 1.9 or some shit. Yeah. I don't know how I graduated, bro. I, My teachers, I told them, I said, yo, look, if y'all try to make me do, uh, what is it called, summer school, I'm not coming back, bro. I was making artwork. I used to talk to my teachers like, look, I'm not doing math. I'm painting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not out here selling weed. I'm chilling. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing illegal, bro. Let me just paint. Leave me the fuck alone. And a lot of them understood. I ain't cuss, but shit. I mean, <laughs> it was a situation. Yeah, I, mean, I knew what I wanted to do. Especially if you're doing something that's not a negative. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, like you said, you're not just out there, fucking like selling drugs, doing like nefarious shit. I was selling. I knew someone who, uh, who skated, who went pro, and when we had off school, because I went to a Catholic school, he would just be at the park 
and he's like, why don't you guys Doing have class? And we're like, we're like, oh, it's fucking All Saints Day. And he goes, cool, I'm going to let the cops know in case I get pulled over. And I was yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> hey, bud, you these cops all know you. But that dude ended up <laughs> He knew what he was pro. doing, bro. He, he knew skated. He was doing. He, talking about yeah. CJ, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, he, you'd CJ? Uh, Cyril Jackson. Okay. Uh, Shout out to that man, though. You feel me? At he's least the he man. Knew. He was always the best kid at Come the park, on, and you knew he was. As long as he had the right people in his corner, he was going to go places. Good. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's, that's the biggest thing, though. It's the people that surround you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and I, I know it's going to be some people that's going to watch this. Listen, if your friends are not helping you get to your goals in life, this could be mentally, spiritually, physically. Get them out of here. I don't understand that. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these people are leeches, and maybe they're not even doing it directly, but the truth of the matter is, if you can't help me, you are, I'm enabling you to be the trash. And what they say, the five people that surround you, those are the people that you're going to be most most, uh, uh, familiar to and alike. Yeah. I don't need nobody that's not going to be helping me go to that next level. I heard a saying one time, it's um, like, show me your friends and And I'll I'll show you the future. future. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm trying to get to. (laughs) And it's sick, bro, because I be hearing stories and people be like, yo, Terry, you know why? you like this it's my friends you know it, it ain't even my friends this is the family i chose and i think that is that's so true to me because when i hear stories of people doing wild shit whether it's just like acting real reckless at parties or just doing something that i'm just like how the fuck are you is this even a situation <laughs> you're in and then i just think i'm like me and my friends would never they do, this. do this. And I just go, oh, that's why those are my friends, though, yeah, and yeah. not like... We're like the same as me, Pat. Like, I've had the same group of friends since grade school. And sometimes you tell people that, and they're very, like, really? Like, oh, like, I, like, how do you still have those friends? Like, they almost, like, cut all these people out of their life and meet a bunch of randos in college. And, like, mm-hmm. and that's fine if they end up successful in the end. But it's, it's just weird to me when people don't have those, like, really deep-rooted connections yeah, with man. friends. But it just depends. Everyone's different, But you know? I think that's a huge social media thing of people posting... This, if someone disagrees with you, they're against yeah. you, and you're not kidding. Right, yeah, in sure. reality, yeah, it's like sure. the person who's probably pushing against that's the one you, love you is the person that actually cares about yeah, you. That's a fact. But they read an Instagram post that said, if they're not with you, they're against they're, you, yeah. and cut them out of your life All forever. Of stuff, and they're bro. like, sorry, mom, we're done. Mom. And you're like, <laughs> it's foolishness. What are you talking about? Like, yeah, it's foolishness. I think that, and my friend, I've, I've had to find like a, a healthy balance of this. I've, I used to be real cerebral with. If I don't like it, I'm very straightforward sure. with it, right? Yeah. And I'm realizing now it's about how you're speaking to people. You know what I'm saying? You can have the greatest idea in your mind, but if the delivery is wrong, it could cut like a knife. You uh, know what I mean? Well, and you got to know your audience. Like they, they always tell you growing up, you know, honesty is the best policy. It's really not sometimes. Like, yeah. It's kind of the worst policy. <laughs> yeah. most sometimes you got to pick and choose. Yeah. And what's the right time? You feel me? Because you could come with the right thing, but if somebody's not emotionally prepared, if they're going through something right now, sometimes you got to know when to hold them a phone. And, yeah, and it's... To me, I've always said you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And it's being able to express something to someone. The other problem is people want power a lot. So when someone is in this distressed or vulnerable situation, people love to throw down like, this is not my opinion. This is almost fucking word from fucking God, dude. This is chiseled on a stone from the mountaintop. Like, no, (laughs) that is just your fucking advice. You can listen to me or not. It doesn't matter. Everyone isn't in charge of everyone else, but it's if you can express something in a kind way and explain why you're saying it mm-hmm. and give examples and be mindful of where they're coming from and go, I know this isn't the same situation. Mm-hmm. Here's something similar. I did. Relate to someone. Don't mm-hmm. just like force your opinions yeah. on people because that's when someone goes, 
oh, guess what, dude? Fuck you. That's a fact. I, I'm not. I'm doing the opposite of this. And that was my type of energy for a long time. I can't lie. Especially, <laughs> especially if I think I'm right. You know what I'm saying? I might be. But the truth of the matter is, it's just... You gotta know when to let go yeah. sometimes. You, know, you learn and grow from but, those experiences. Yeah, yeah bro. Because I've definitely burned a couple of bridges with how uh, straightforward I was, and I just think it come with time. You feel me? And I think too, I think when you learn a lot of information, you play you, like you walk a thin line with being, with being narcissistic because you you may know that you you know have a lot to offer, but sometimes you gotta know when to just you let go. check yourself. Sometimes you know what I'm saying. Look at like Kanye. <laughs> I think as much as people had a gripes with Kanye, Kanye has a lot of information and ideas that could present a lot of great growth for the hu- for humanity. I really do believe that. Sure. But I think sometimes his delivery, delivery. his pocket, <laughs> the way the time periods and when he chooses to speak, it sometimes undermines the genius of what he's presenting. Because yeah. I know a person like me, I can cut through the BS of what he's saying and I can listen. But the average right. person, they're stuck on their emotions to such a high degree that they're not going to go that extra step because. A lot of people they don't listen for understanding. They listen to say something. That, the, the oh, next like, word. Like, like I mean, the perfect example is the Katrina thing when he's like, "George Bush doesn't care, care about, about black, black people. people." Was that true? Yeah, probably like a hundred percent. But was it a good time to do that? Yeah, probably not. Was Mike Myers the right person yeah. to co-deliver that? Message? The Mike Myers reaction is priceless. Um, no, I totally Kanye is the perfect example of that. Yeah. If someone, if you're like, he's speaking truth, but <laughs> yeah, I. A lot of the things he's saying, you're like, this is a great message. I totally get where you're coming from. But, hey, man, we're in the middle of something. I need you to, like, wait your turn for a second. Mm. The perfect example of him is interrupting the Taylor Swift thing. Yeah. Of like, that was hilarious, bro. That was hilarious. It's great because it's antics. There's a lot and he of, gets, yeah. His stuff is probably, in reality, the best timed because everything he does goes viral. He gets immortalized. He yeah. knows... It's like Jackson Pollock, someone who can paint so well that to paint for them is to do the exact opposite and go so abstract. That's why he made the where, yeah, where yeah, style. Kanye's like, I know when to say the right thing. I say it at the wrong time on purpose. Purposely. Do you think I didn't know it was the absolute worst time to bring this there, up? There actually is some like crazy genius behind that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, though. It is this deeper thing, I'm sure. If, I mean, look, I mean, if we're going to be honest here, Kanye's going to be the most... I think important artists of this whole generation. Like I want to call cultural impact. Yeah. Just looking off of the off the fact. That's why I'll be trying to document myself a lot. If I go to anybody, specifically when I was making a show, I listen to a lot of Kanye interviews because you can literally see the process from point A to point B of all yeah. his albums. You can know where he was at mentally, physically, and all areas of his career and stuff like that. It is something so important. Like for instance, I love Frank Ocean. Right. Only love him for his music, but sometimes if you could catch their person and you care about that even more it only magnifies your feelings towards what they yeah. present and people i mean right now we're talking about them you know exactly exactly <laughs> so i think that's the type of that's the type of career i would love to have you feel me i'm not making those songs yet because i definitely want to make music one day sweet but i want to have next show it's gonna happen <laughs> soon it's gonna happen soon but i want to have a long lasting career to the point where the things that i say and the things that i do can affect generations to come you know what i'm saying yeah i think that for anyone making any kind of art, I think that is ultimately one of the big goals of it is to be able to affect anyone that listens or looks or Mm -hmm. consumes in any way art that's being put out to have one person have a painting stuck in their head for a day or the song stuck in their head. Mm -hmm. Or if you feel bad, you watch this movie. These things kind of evoke yeah. emotions or help relieve emotions. It transcends humanity. Yeah, so being able to have that effect on someone is fucking 
it's crazy. insane. I mean, you're a goddamn mm-hmm. magician. You have someone in the palm of your hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you probably sleeping while they listen to something that you created. Yeah. Like prime example, last night, because I have not slept as we talked about. <laughs> I've only had like two hours. I had a that's, quick nap. That's a natural art show pregame. Dog, yes. I've been losing my mind, but I feel good though. But last night, I'm going through, I was listening to this playlist, right? Because I got to make another one for the next painting I'm about to post, like as soon as we're done with this. And I was hearing Childish Gambino's um, Me and Your Mama. I think that's okay. the name of the song. It's the intro to uh, that blue, the Blue Album, whichever one that is. Awaken My Love. Awaken yeah. My Love. That song, the crescendo of that song with the climax, it makes me want to cry because it's so good, bro. And I'm yeah. like, yo, if I can make a person feel like this, I didn't want Because every time, I've been listening to that song for almost five years now. It sounds new every time I listen to it. I want to have that type of feeling for somebody if they come into my show. Yeah. They'd be like, you know what? It was certain painting that I loved and just looking at it, it just rejuvenates me. If I can do that, and, it, and it's not even an ego thing. It's just like, wow, like I wanted to create something. Not only did I create it, but it made someone feel a certain way. It's the, it's the best feeling in the world. I want to inspire somebody. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm going to just throw my flowers right now. I remember when I was 12, I was at uh, Hot Carts, and I saw um, some paintings, and it had like the donuts in there. I'm like, yo, who is this? And I remember my mom was just trying to like find the information for me. Like I the healthy guy? It was Glenn Fonte. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, man. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Shout out, dark skin Asians. <laughs> no, for sure. But I remember when I saw his artwork, I was like, yo, what is this? And that's the first time I honestly saw like a person in Cleveland that was doing it. You know what I'm saying? So I always got to throw it back that, to that experience because it was really like important to even see artwork that big on canvas because that was oh, probably one uh, of the first times I appreciated it. I mean, Glenn was definitely a very early adapter in Cleveland that yeah. brought that energy. A lot of movement. And... I mean, just show people that you could have success in finding your lane, on making clothes, on making art, mm-hmm. on being an artist for the city. Someone that Cleveland can, first off, have artists for the city the way that yeah. L.A. has people or New Chicago. York has people. Like yeah. Mr. Cartoon is out in L.A. You have Hayes out in New York. You have these people who are synonymous with these cities. Yeah. Cleveland is a big enough and creative enough place that we can sustain having artists of ourselves that not are that are not just Cleveland artists, mm-hmm. but they people who can it. transcend into other um, you know areas and cities mm-hmm. and still represent us in a way that is not pandering and it's not it's tasteful. It's skylines tasteful. or goddamn guardian bridges. Guardians, yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's it's shit that people enjoy. Does he even have a storefront anymore? He used to. I know but, he used to, uh, but he doesn't do it. So it's like all online and shit. I think yeah, it's okay. all, yeah. It's they kind of do the store, I think, seasonally maybe. Oh, okay. Or um, pop-up, yeah. Yeah, they, it's more pop-up style. I think he's going to pop up in here in PM Threads. Dude, one day. <laughs> I want to give him to the art show. All I know is, though, if I really care about what his legacy was, and not even just him, but a lot of other people I appreciate. Have you ever met him? Maybe two times. The okay. first time I met him was uh, right. I think it was right before he closed down his uh, his building. In Gordon Square. Yep. Yeah. No, off Detroit. Off Detroit. I think that was off Detroit. Yeah, Gordon Sixty Fifth. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. Cool. But yeah, I only met him then. That was like, honestly like the only conversation we really had. But if I care about what he did, I want to I want to grab the torch and just yeah. keep running with it. But I want to magnify everything that I've already seen because I think I could be bigger than a lot of these things. But it just come with having a good structure. And then building off of it and trying to be selfless in a lot of aspects where it needs to be done. Well, talking so. about like a Rolodex, he's he's someone you'd like you'd oh, like to have sure. in that. Yeah. I got a couple of people, you know what I'm saying? I might start name dropping like Kanye. Yeah. Hey, I'm <laughs> I'm happy to. Let's you know what I'm saying? I need 
need Jock from Flow Vodka. I need to be talking to you very soon. <laughs> I want Daniel Arsham to be at my show. You feel me? Come on, I got some game the, plans. Let's get the man out here. David Sebastian. He's in LA. I love his artwork. Great visuals. Who else would I like to have at my show? You know what I'm saying? That's I was literally. That's funny you say that because I was just about to. I was like dream guest for oh, the show. I want if you could have anyone, I want a couple people who. But. If honestly, like Daniel Arsham, because Daniel Arsham, in my head, he's the epitome of Cleveland art in general. Like, yeah, he's not really, he's done so much more. Yeah. yeah. But he's from here. You know what I'm saying? When I listened to his interview, that really blew my mind because he was doing gallery uh, events in his home or something like that. They ran out of space and then that's how they was getting really big and stuff. I thought that was fascinating. But his artwork is beautiful and I would love to get in contact with him. And I'm going to because, you know what I'm saying? Once I put my mind to it, things get yes, done. Right. It gets that's, done. You know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the P. Diddy meme. Come on, man. Yeah, what he's <laughs> when he smashed the, when he gets, uh, the phone. When he gets the VMA I'm ticket. too good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me a problem I cannot solve. Yeah, 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 yeah. I need that's, that type of that's energy. That's the right energy now. you want. Well, let's yeah. do a quick pivot. You mentioned uh, New York. You said like your mom lives there. You got some. You have family mm. in New York. Oh, no, no, no. I actually, <laughs> I was in eleventh grade. This is right when I started making artwork. I got on the shade room. All this stuff started happening, and then I was about to uh, go into my twelfth grade summer. So. That year, we made a GoFundMe in a week and a half. Me and my brother, we raised three thousand dollars. So we went from Cleveland to Jersey, from Jersey to New York. We was out there for maybe two weeks, and after that, I've been going there basically every summer. So, oh, I, really? so since two thousand eighteen and so now, you just have connections out yeah, there. Yeah, I didn't build. I didn't build some people and good connections and opportunities out of that. I'm actually, I might be going back early December. I want to speak to a. Um, it's a gallery owner that has always. Every time I come, every summer, we've always talked, and I showed him my artwork, and I want to speak to him. I Send them uh, the flyer. Yeah. So where you know in New York? Ah, uh, shoot. Usually I'm um, I'm up in Harlem near uh, what is that? I think that's a 129th and Lennox. I think it is. I might be off, but in Harlem <laughs> that uh, sounds right to you me. You know what I'm saying? Anything, the last time, anything above West 80th, I got a nosebleed. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> the last time I was there, I was in Crown Heights, but I like New York. You feel me? It's a great energy. Um, their apartments are too small, so I'm not living there. but yeah. I love the vibe. My, great my buddy people. lives in Harlem, actually. He's like, dude, it's just such a cool neighborhood. I he, he loves it. it. Like, it's not like. 100% taken over by the yuppies yet. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of getting there, unfortunately, yeah. but like there's still those pockets of cool creative spots, you know? Oh, it's beautiful. And it's just, a, it is energy there, bro. I can't, you can't really recreate that. But if anywhere, if I would move anywhere, it would probably be Atlanta or I would be going to, to Texas. But besides that, I really wouldn't want to move nowhere. I mean, I think, like I said, I'm always a big proprietor for the city, but that's mostly because. I feel like Charlie Kelly and Always Sunny, and I just don't leave Cleveland ever. Ain't no wrong with but, it. Um, I think it is a good spot that you can travel back and forth. I know yeah, people kind of around everywhere. I was gonna say it's tra like flying somewhere oh. now is not what it was nope. in 2002. It's not mm. this big process. It's motherfucker. I got a friend who flies to LA for three, four weeks uh -huh. and works for three, four weeks, gets the bag. Come right back. Come right back. Come right back. My That's mom, cool. she wanted me to do that. She talks to me. Well, last time we talked, she talked to me about that. She was just saying, keep this as your, as your base and always just kind of branch off. Home base. That's yeah. what I would say about yeah, Cleveland man. for sure. And I might, because honestly, it's just the, the way I'm seeing it, the West Side, I wouldn't move back to the East. That's out. For any people that are from Cleveland, you're listening to me, you're from the East Side, leave, <laughs> run. <laughs> 
It's not pretty. Y'all don't got good food. The West Side is amazing. But so what I, do you live at, over here? I live in West Tech Lofts. Damn, oh, West Tech. I'm not gonna tell them about yeah. it. It doesn't matter. I live and, in West Tech. You feel me? And, uh, what are the last four digits of your social? You know what I'm saying? But it's great. I love it, and I would probably either stay at Those West Tech. Cool. My, my mom went to West Tech High School. Oh, it's so so I went there. Went my there. buddy, shout out Andrew Albertson. You know, Albie. Yeah, same building. Albie's the yeah, man. It was yeah, old high school. yeah, it was at high school. That's where my yeah. mom went to school, and uh, I was in there. And there's fucking lockers and shit. It's yeah, crazy. I got a, uh, the chalkboard. It's from the 1900s. It's still sitting in Moss. Yeah, it's really? great. You have a chalkboard in your apartment? Yeah, I use it. I put my quotes and stuff. That on That sounds awesome. I do like. Yeah, it's great. That you, those lofts do look fucking. They're great. We, we're the generation want, we went from chalkboards to dry erase boards to fucking smart boards like all mm-hmm. like a blink yeah, of an eye like which, is, which is super funny too because a teacher in my grade school had a smart board fall on her she got like a, <laughs> she got like a oh, and I was like damn the dude they gave her the money technology can fight back dude oh yeah. for sure so for sure so uh, it makes me when I see cool places like that just because your aesthetic has always been amazing thank you I was gonna say the having the music always like you have such curated music to everything. It's Don't just, make me cry, Pat. You know what I'm saying? But, I try my best, dog. You um, feel me? It makes me always make a dark man blush over a, here. A Cleveland, <laughs> a Cleveland Cribs episode of just so many people have amazing spaces yeah. out here. It's that beautiful. No homes. one really gets to see. It's, and it's, yours. I, I mean, yours. Dude, the building where you my know, band rehearses at. We, we rehearsed right down the street on um, 96th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that's right off, right off the right off Lorraine, off the Madison, off Madison. Okay, and um, it's the three floor big building. It, there's a bunch of shit in there, but our dude Chuck has a space on the third floor, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm." We, so we did Lakewood Alive, event for Liquid Alive. We usually do play the Summer Meltdown every year. It's a big outdoor event, but they did it virtual this year because of COVID or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he filmed stuff in the studio. He's like, yeah, come on up and shoot. We go up there. It's on the third floor. It is like a music venue. Like he has yeah. thousands and thousands of dollars worth of professional light, lighting, yeah, sound. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I, I, if I showed you pictures, it's insane. And you look at this building, and it's you know derelict as fuck. Mm-hmm. That's what I love about Cleveland. Yeah, and though, he does these awesome the events, looking yeah. buildings, but they be fire. Bro. You go inside, oh and God. you're like, what the. F- where it's the crazy. fuck is all this stuff? It's yeah. crazy. And it was literally right up, because we're on the second floor. He That that spot's on the third. I'm like, dude, this is literally right above us. We had no idea. Mm-hmm. That's I why I think it. Cleveland is such a weird spot to... I always make fun of all the tourism. It was like because nicer than the grog no, shop, dude. We have no tourism have for no tourism. normal people. Mm. It's almost tourism for people who it gotta live be real in specific. the city. You got to be super specific. Well, the secret's out because, you know, I wait tables downtown and like, I mean, local tourism's through the roof now because people aren't traveling overseas and shit. Yeah. So they come uh, to Cleveland. They come to Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, it's pa- the Paris of the Midwest. Everyone, every, I can't say how many, <laughs> how many people in their mid, mid to late 40s and plus have come in the restaurant and they go, Went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was on my bucket list. Like, and that's it, it's cool. Like, it is cool. It really is. Like, so funny. But but that. but they all say they all say the same thing. It was on my bucket list. And like, th- hey, at least whatever gets you here, you know. We building on. I think in the next ten years, um, the city's gonna look very different. Absolutely. You see all these loft spaces are building up off the highway. Superior is starting to look really different. A lot of the main areas are just growing. Even Detroit, you feel me? It's oh, been a new yeah. energy over there. It's great. You know, I'm just curious to see who's going to be. I'm not even just talking about art, but like when it comes to music, um, business, what's going to like be the cream of the crop out of all this? Because right now, KY doing this thing. Yeah. But what else is going to be happening? Yeah. And I think it's really cool that we're seeing a lot more small business and local people coming in and elevating spots yeah. versus. Because I always say with Sense Pizza, yeah. Shout out Sense. Um, with people, everyone always gets pissed that they're like, "Oh, this area is getting gentrified," and it's like, 
Okay, first off, it's a small business that's opening here. It's not a Panera. <laughs> Did you want to remain a dilapidated Building. like drug? I've always then? said that, dude. Yeah. yeah, like people use the word gentrification like it's a dirty it's word, too and broad. it kind of is. But it's like, dude, like if you want to live in a shitty neighborhood, be my fucking guest. Like, <laughs> and like I said, don't get me wrong. I don't want a Panera Bread, a Robex, and a Planet Fitness. Oh, Those the Robex things... Loki could come. Yeah. <laughs> we like a good ah, smoothie. Slow your roll. That's actually a good one. That's a good but, one. I don't need these big chains coming in. I'd, if we can have small businesses and local galleries and even yeah, people renting these spaces out to use for workshops and all this other shit. And you shit. need the people with the money because they're yeah, the ones real. that buy shit. Not and those are real. the people who want to buy shit at these cool spots because they don't know what's cool. If they just go on their own, they go to Target and buy dog shit on a yeah. fucking picture frame. You, you, you mm -hmm. need to appeal to the people with the money. I yeah. mean, even no, though you real. might not agree with them or you think they're fucking, you know, vanilla or whatever, it, they, they're going to buy your shit and support like your Like you were saying, that is when being able to have the ability to speak to people that you don't necessarily agree with all the time mm -hmm. comes in handy so because important. you're never going to agree with that person who's this random yuppie who just fucking moved into the area yeah. and... But it's you can explain art to them, and they just are taking it in and go, "Wow, it's like I'm gonna regurgitate half this yeah. story wrong to people <laughs> at a party one night." But you go, "Yeah, now at least here's a cool story." Versus, "Oh, what's that? It's the Cleveland skyline. It's right next to my window that has the Cleveland skyline in real life. Check yeah. them out." It's like you can give this connection to people, and people want that. They just don't know where to go get. I always it. think of like the record store dilemma, like almost like high fidelity, like. You fucking dump on, like, you know, the middle-aged white guy walking through the door who wanted to buy a Stevie Wonder record, you know, like... It, it, that dude wants to support your business. You don't have to be yeah, like a snob. Like, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? You walk in a record store, like, mm -hmm. they're always judging you. you. Don't have to and there's cool, a reason they don't make any fucking money. You don't need mm -hmm. to cool guy people. There's just no need to do it because no one... Because they have no money. <laughs> and also, no one who actually is cool cares about that shit. So mm -hmm. the only people you're impressing are either... People who are idiots who are like, whoa, look how cool this guy is. He's yeah. being mean to me. Or people who are also probably fucking insane narcissists that are like, ah, a duel I see. And you're just like <laughs> cool guying off with each other until yeah. you're just like, there can only be one hipster you're just, here. Yeah, mm. You're just saying like obscure things that no one knows what they're talking about. Just to get a yeah. one up in a conversation. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. it's like, if you can just have conversations, regular people, like yeah. those normal people are the people that... It's one like, spend the money. You like cool shit. I like cool shit. Let's talk. We can work. Yeah, yeah. we got. I think. I think we can find more commonalities than differences if we really try. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, especially in conversation. Like, and I think that yeah. I think that kind of mentality is dying down a lot of people trying to one up each other yeah. in like cool guy stuff or trying to do, um, just trying to yeah. be the you know the hippest one in the room. Yep. yep. Everyone now is just like cool you can like what you like and like it doesn't matter no one's like oh, you like country music what are you a loser well, it's like did, people mm -hmm. are like cool dude yeah you like a genre of music doesn't matter e even even earlier we were dumping on the guys that go to college and get some like you know crappy corporate job but yeah. it's like that that guy might actually might be really fucking cool and be into some cool shit yeah. you know I know plenty of people that have like you know their typical nine to five they they got the they got the degree but they're actually like you know they're cultured for lack, lack of a better word mm -hmm. and they're into cool shit mm -hmm. yeah i i don't think it no one's ruled out anymore no. it doesn't no. you don't have to be like a complete vagrant like living <laughs> on the street to be people this, have such a hard on for that yeah you know? this fringe style and you also don't have to be someone who graduated college though to be successful 
you just are kind of who you are now. It's not as well defined by the real world categories of people, if that makes sense, where when the show Real World came out, people <laughs> people loved it because it helped you define who you were. Or when people who watch Friends, they're like, oh, I'm a Joey, so I'm this like silly personality type person. I'm a Rick, dude. Yeah, yeah the Rick and Morty thing. Yeah, yeah, you try to identify with the things you watch, and now people are just learning to develop their own personalities more. The zeitgeist is so big now, there's infinite options. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we got 10 yeah. minutes left. Let's... um. Let's get back to Terry. So what, let's talk the future. Yeah. Five, ten years. You know, we got goals. You know, I mean, I'm just curious. What, what, do we, what do we got cooking? Well, it's right after the art show, we can just talk about real small, then just build up. After the art show with the opening, I'm going to be doing um, walkthroughs so people can be able to experience it. I can talk freely and how, open so they can do it. How long is the uh, the show? To the end of the year. To the end of the year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So it's going to be some time. I don't know, but I hope it do, okay. honestly. I'm trying to get my position into the... Uh, there still for um, All Star Weekend. You feel me? You don't yeah. know who's gonna see something. It's gonna be a lot of people that appreciate uh, our NBA. City. Yeah, yeah. That's it's coming. Next in year. It's coming in February. That's awesome. So I'm trying to p pivot myself for that. And then afterwards, honestly, just for like mangoes. Um, I don't want to do what I did last time when I had this opportunity. And um, I want to make sure that whatever momentum I gather from this experience, I just keep pushing. And I want to really punch for the next year so that we can just keep moving and keep moving and keep moving. So by next year, I can do another show. And then um, that's really it but like five years like my in my heart of hearts i definitely want to have some type of opportunity to help the youth in some aspect um and i want to help the homeless too i haven't really talked about this because i'm still trying to like figure it out but i know it's in soon soon enough i want to put together a, um an amount of money in a bank for uh to help some disenfranch disenfranchised people but i want to post it on social media so that other entrepreneurs in the city can kind of add money so we can build like a, a, a um what is it more opportunities to help these people, but I just know from on my end when we uh, when we lost my apart my mom's apartment her car being homeless is not fun you feel me especially if you are a teenager you it's know not what I'm an enjoyable time. it's not an enjoyable experience and that was the majority of my teen years so it's a problem that's plaguing the whole country you feel me and I think that if I could help I think that it would not just help these people but it would actually magnify my name the same and I think that I could do both at the same time like Tom's for instance Tom's had the whole idea you buy a shoe we give a shoe I want to get to a point where I'm making so much money off of these paintings I can give $7,000 off of one painting and still have my cut Yeah. so if that gets to that point which I know it will because that's always been my, my mindset. Yeah. It's going to be good money. We're going to have to change your name to Terry the Role Model. Man, look. That's what, that's what you're striving for. I ain't, awesome. look, I ain't that. I ain't that. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to right some wrongs, help some people. You know, I'm just trying try to get better, dog. I think, uh, look. These things happen naturally. It do. It happens naturally, for sure. And I think, too, you know, I think but as more time progresses and stuff, I'm realizing that I, I don't think that we are born good people. I think that we are always striving to become something better than what we already are. And I just want to make sure by the time, you know, everything is said and done, I'm in my casket, people can say that I've affected them, you know, yeah. in, a big, yeah. in a big scale. Because honestly, I know how it is. Being broke is not fun. I think it's the closest thing to hell while actually being here. And um, if I could help with making sure some people don't have to deal with that, I would be pretty, I will be happy. I was getting a little that, choked up, dog. No, that's, yeah, so. I think that does tie back, though, to even the sentiment we were talking about of having art affect people mm -hmm. and having that impression on someone and being able to affect someone's life for the greater. Yeah. No, well, no. and we have, you know, in this day and age, post-COVID, people really are, like, the whole YOLO uh, carpe diem uh, mantra has <laughs> really funny. it's rang I got, true. <laughs> I got carpe diem on my There wrist. you go. I mean, it, it's rang yeah. true, but I heard a saying the other day, it's like, seizing the day 
might ruin the rest of your life. So it's like you really got to think about those decisions. Definitely, you yeah. know, live your life, but you, you got to have uh, a little bit of empathy and a little bit of, uh, you know, knowledge for what forethought forethought yeah. yes thank you that, that you know these decisions could affect your life and you gotta be hey is this the right one or the wrong one yeah and, and be gentle on yourself too because i think i know for myself i'm hard on myself you yeah know i'm saying i could forgive a lot of people but not myself very easily and i think a lot of people need to get more in tune with that because um i think we'd be holding on to a lot of a lot of baggage because we just won't let go so. i know that's right uh yeah. but I think we're getting down to time here for... Anything else you want to plug or... I was just saying... November 19th, Pinkest Hue is going to be at the Mocha, presented by Museums of Creative Human Art. The day after, we're going to be at the Spencer Hodges pop-up. Me and my brother Tyrone, we're going to be at a... I forgot the name of it, but go on my Instagram. We're going to do that. (laughs) And where can we find you you on Instagram? My Instagram is Terry... The Don. My website is Art by Terry Joshua. Go ahead and get you a reprint. Trust and believe I can get you right. Um, And um, yeah, hit me. I would love to talk to you. And if anybody is watching this and you follow me on Instagram, do not ever be shy to contact me. A lot of people, they say they'll talk to my friends about questions they have for me. Talk to me directly. I will not hurt you. I'm pretty welcoming, I think, in my personal opinion. So, yeah. Uh, dude, thank you as always. Amazing interview. I mean, always welcome back on the show. I'm super excited. November 18th. I'm going to even call off my first November day. 19th. Sense. November 19th. November 19th. Friday. Woo! I'll be there. Did I say 18th? Yes, sir. Six. Uh, yeah. But starts at 6? It's going to be 6.30 to 10. 6.30 to 10. Yeah. I'm, yeah. We're setting it off. Yeah, um, come around 7. You feel me? Like that, I'll be there. Yeah. yeah I'm definitely going to be there. If you're anyone in the city, you should be there. Bro, pull up on me. Look, I'm, I've been saying this, and I'm going to just keep it rolling. Listen here, guys. If you got something to do that night, cancel it. Come and see me. <laughs> if you don't got no clothes, get fly. Come see me. If you got a child... Give them to your parents. Come see me. Listen, people, you don't want to miss this. This is a this is the start of something very big. I do believe my legacy is going to be large. So come, be a part of this storyline with me. I think it's going to be amazing. And I want you there. I want to talk to you. I want to shake your hand. I want to hug you. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't care about COVID. I, I mean, with, with energy <laughs> like that, dude, how can you not show up to this show? Yeah, sure. I hope you go. Uh, I'm ready. You wanted to make sure you're flying. Yeah, yeah so man. thank you for coming through. As always, TND Productions. Uh, go follow us on Instagram at Threads Please and Dreads Pod. Hit us on Patreon. Give us five fucking dollars. We got we got all sorts of content mucho coming your content. way. Yeah. Mucho mucho content. Uh, that's Patreon.com backslash Threads and Dreads. Remember, Mocha November nineteenth, six thirty. It starts. Performance by Johnny Champagne Woo. DJ. DJ Knickknack. We going no up, way. man. It's oh going to be a party. Ooh, it's going to be really fun. It's a party. And yeah. thank, I know Yohei's involved. Thanks for helping that. Put oh, that shout out to Yohei. Shout out to Shout out to Menace Brian. Shout out to Yadiah. Shout out to Tyrone. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to all my connections, my investors, everybody. I love all y'all. Peace, y'all.